There'll be just questions lead up to other questions that lead to other questions that go rat holes and rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll be here till about 5 o'clock then. You ready? <laughs> you got your water? You got your food? I got my water. Lead Heads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty, and I am bringing you a very special guest this week, and I'll introduce her in just one moment, but in case you didn't get a chance, make sure you go to last episode, where we announced the winner of the Talking Lead and Friends Independence Day giveaway. Could we have made it any longer? <laughs> Trying to type that name in every time we were promoting it was a, a, a task, to say the least. But we had all the companies on that took part in that giveaway. We had Chad Enos from Keltech, Chris Brooks from Buck Knives. We had uh, our good buddy David Edelman with Mission First Tactical, also known as Hodor. Um, Fioki was the only people we couldn't get on. Uh, they were having some traveling difficulties in, in connecting to Skype, which... Uh, I think everybody but me has trouble with their Skype. Isn't that right, Amanda? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, there's a little little hint, a little tease on who our guest is. Um, and if you've watched social media, then you know who it is. So <laughs> no big surprise there if you've been following us on the social media. Uh, but we announced the winner of that big giveaway. We gave away a CP3322 handgun from Keltec. Buck Knives had their uh, 75th anniversary 119 knife up. It was a collector's item because they no longer make that. You can't buy that any any longer in stores. Fioki put up uh, a gift certificate for uh, 1,500 and some odd rounds of 22 ammo. And Mission First Tactical made a custom holster just for that CP33 which uh, I don't think there's many companies out there, if any. I think Chad said there's not any right now making holsters for that CP33. So it is a one-of-a-kind, the only one on Earth that exists. So that alone is probably worth a million dollars right there. And then, of course, when you throw all our logos on that, which they did, uh, it was a really sweet holster. And then we had a flashlight from Keltec and a dump tray, tactical dump tray, with the Talking Lead logo on there for Mission First Tactical as well. And one person, one person alone, took all that through our Gleam contest, which thousands and thousands and thousands of you Leadheads joined up, and we got new subscribers from that. So uh, welcome to our new listeners to the Talking Lead podcast. And the winner was, I have to look him up. I don't. Can I get his address when you're done? The winner's address? <laughs> you want you want to uh, get in touch with the winner? Well, it sounds like he got a whole pile of fun, or she got a whole pile of fun, and I think that would just, you know, be fun, fun times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he should do some videos, do some pictures mm-hmm. of all the swag and him using his his awesome swag that he got. And his, I agree. And he being Weldon M. Weldon was the winner. And I think Weldon was from Texas, if I remember correctly. 
And that's my favorite state, so it would work out perfectly. See? So there you go. So I'll have to I'll have to give you Weldon's address and you go down and visit Weldon, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go ahead and announce for those who who are oblivious to our social media and um, whatnot, Amanda Lynn Mayhew, the host of formerly Just Hunt, now it's, what is it, This Girl That, that. Hunts? <laughs> <laughs> no, we rebranded it That Hunting Girl. That Hunting Girl, among other things, I mean, she's a very busy lady. And she's been on several hunts here recently, and we're going to talk about that and what all she's been up to. She was supposed to have joined us a few episodes back when we had... Tracy Wilson. Tracy Wilson with the... It's the CCFR, the Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights, and it was the same podcast you had Mike Anderson on as well. And we talked about that uh, gun ban that Trudeau put into place there in Canada, so... Uh, she was going to give her input from the hunting side, so maybe we'll get a little bit of input from that on today's show also. Yeah, and the reason I didn't attend the podcast was I was kind of busy in a true stand. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're trying not to get eaten by bears. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen, but yeah, something like that. So we we gave her a pass, and she she graciously agreed to join us on a later episode, which is this episode that you're hearing right now so lucky us amanda welcome in thank you i think it's lucky me but thank you i listened to your podcast i was part of the one that we did a chat show and it's it's exciting what you talk about and who you have on your show and i think it's a great involvement for the whole community well thank you we appreciate that we try to be diverse we like to show how diverse not only, and you guys don't have the Second Amendment right there in Canada, but how, how diverse the firearms community is, not only in America, but worldwide. And, you know, everyone, whether they're left, they're right, they're in the middle, they're outside of everything, enjoy their firearms. And we are the biggest, most diverse community there is. And if we would just unify and come together, then uh, we wouldn't have to deal with a lot of the things that we're dealing with, especially these days. I agree. Well, thank you. I want you to disagree with me. <laughs> I want to I'll, fight. I'm sure I'll find something I'll disagree with you on. Oh, I'm Just sure. wait for it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, like Skype versus Zoom. There you go. <laughs> I should probably uh, try Zoom, but I just, you know, I'm comfortable with what I do and what works, and then that just gets me out of my flow, you know? Jeez. It's okay. It's okay. But we made it work. You're here. I don't get to see you, unfortunately. I know. Just imagine it. I can see you. Well, I've got a little picture here that you've got. You're sitting uh, Indian style with a, it's like a bolt action rifle in front of you. Yeah. I like that picture. It's kind of like what I would wear on my motorcycle, but also shows what I use as a tool in my hunting. So I don't know. It's kind of a badass picture. So are you wearing leather? You got a yeah. Okay. It's so small, I can't tell. You know, and I've got, oh. you know, I got old man eyes anyway. So I have a poster <laughs> version of it that I can send you if you want. Yes, please, by all means. You can put it up on your back wall there. I'll use that for the, for the uh, show banner for when I post the show. There you go. Oh well, then yeah, I can whip that over to you too. How about that? But I was like physical poster. I could send you one. Oh. 
like I can hang up and like frame. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, that'd be awesome. So you've got your own uh, your own line of merch also, and we'll we'll talk about that too, which is kind of cool. It is cool because it's not like your average merchandise. It's all custom design stuff that I actually designed myself. Yeah. So we want to talk about that too, but for us to be able to do that, Amanda. We have to mm-hmm. thank those that make this show possible. The Fiocchi family has been producing high-quality ammunition since 1876. In 2020, Fiocchi's launching a full line of premium products, everything from self and home defense to the long-range categories. The Fiocchi Blue Guardian line will feature specially tuned products specifically for home and self-defense, featuring lead-free technology and the only NATO-certified zero-pollution primer in the world. Fiocchi's a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Fioki trains, Fioki protects. Our sponsors, Leadheads, make sure you go and show them all some love, some extra special love, especially for when they take part in these awesome giveaways. And I've hinted that there's another one coming up. So we're going to be joining the Full 30 channel soon. So stay tuned for details for that coming up. But make sure you go, uh, like I said before, all the people in the last giveaway, Keltech, keltechweapons.com. Hit them up on Instagram, Facebook, show them love. Mission First Tactical, use the Leadhead discount code, and that's Leadhead, and you're going to get 20% off using that code. LEO Takedown, you can use the code Leadhead, and you're going to get 10% off. On those awesome LEO takedown, convert your AR-15 into a very compact, portable uh, platform, and you can easily switch out calibers. So with that, I don't know if you've heard of that system before, but I think they were at the booth when you were there one or two times. I may not have introduced you, and I apologize, Amanda, but um, it's a very cool system where on your AR-15, it easily detaches your barrel and handguard. And then you can just quickly put another caliber right on. So you can go from 5.56 to 300 blackout to 4.58 SOCOM to you know whatever's the AR-15 platform. And if there's obviously a bolt change, you have to change your bolts and magazines. But very quick, very easy, makes it compact, storable. That sounds amazing. Uh, modern Spartan Systems, use the code TLCP15. You're going to get 15% off, and they're going to donate an additional 15% to Camp Patriot, a awesome nonprofit organization that helps our veterans get them out into the outdoors, keeps them active. And then ASP USA on their flashlight products, anything flashlight related, use the code LED20. You're going to get 20% off there. I've been using their Spectrum flashlight. It has uh, three different colors. It's got blue green and red in addition to its normal very bright light and then it's got a dim setting and of course the the strobing setting on it as well all that in a nice handheld compact dual fuel flashlight uh, which comes in very handy you can recharge it through your normal like cell phone charger as long as it's not an iphone it's one of the standard like android chargers and then uh, you could switch to regular batteries on that, too, if you wanted to have a backup for regular batteries. Check them out at ASP. Use that code LED20. 
All right, so again, make sure you go show them some love. Use those codes. Get yourself awesome discounts, awesome products at the same time. Supporting those that bring this show to you each and every week at no charge to you, the listener, I might add. We actually pay our listeners here, Amanda, with all the cool giveaways and discount codes that we give. They make money on this show. Wow. Right? Have you ever heard of such a thing? No. How is it possible? Well, no. I mean, when somebody purchases something off of justhunt.ca... Instead of just getting that one T-shirt, they actually get kind of like a whole goodie bag in their purchase. So it's kind of similar. There you go. So they get they get more value for their dollar. Oh, hell yeah. And you know what I actually did over <laughs> March, April, and May is what that not do? only did they get something extra in their purchase, but they also got a promotional product from one of my sponsors. So whether it be like a little, little tube of gun lube or oil or... You know, um, different stickers or whatever. They yeah. just got like a whole array of really cool stuff. You should Ooh. send me some stickers and then I could add them in with future purchases. See, you get new subscribers that way. If I did stickers, I would do that. You should do stickers. <laughs> See, I hate stickers personally. I just, I don't like stickers. I like patches. I got patches. We could send some patches maybe. We could do patches, but yeah, I, I don't think my audience is more, they're, they're not- more sticker people. They're sticker people? They're definitely sticker people, yeah. So I wonder what the difference between a sticker person and a patch person is. I think a patch person is definitely a more tactical person. And a sticker person is more of a casual person where they can put a sticker anywhere. Gun case, car, blah, 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 blah. But if you're you're a patch person, you mostly have to be carrying your backpack. Well, that's not true. Okay. We'll, We'll do a fact to fight to myth right now. So now... It's time for the Talking Lead Fact to Fight the Myths. In your vehicle, do you not have like uh, fuzzy type stuff on your your ceiling and on your visors and things like that? Mm, yes, but I wouldn't patches, put a patch on it. Patches stick on there perfectly. Okay. Bam. Stick a patch Bam. on Bam. Bam. <laughs> exactly. And Walmart makes this stuff that's, uh, that's like tape and it's got... Velcro, it's Velcro tape. So you could put that on anything and you pop a patch on anything. Put it yeah, but put it on your so, water bottle. So, Boom. So the other thing too is that when I'm driving my truck, uh, who sees the inside of the roof of my vehicle as opposed to who's seeing the windows where you could put a sticker. But then that mm-hmm. obstructs your vision. <laughs> if it's on the side. Then you're an unsafe that. driver. See, we're arguing now. I like this. We're having an argument. This is awesome. <laughs> but what if that patch is so glorious and you stick it on the inside of your vehicle, you're distracted by driving because you're staring at this patch. I have to lie. I do do stickers too. <laughs> I have done stickers. I, ha- I just, I haven't done them in a while. I need to do more stickers. I'm showing her one right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, see, I agree. I totally need a sticker because the sticker could go on my gun case along with, all these other beautiful stickers that or, I have. Or you could just Velcro your gun case and you could put patches everywhere. No, 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 no. My gun case is my gun case is set up so that it looks like, oh, no, it's beautiful. I'll send you a picture. It looks really good. If your camera worked, you wouldn't have to, but that's okay. I know, because it's literally right <laughs> behind me. Mm-hmm. I can put you right beside the 511 sticker and the shoot straight sticker. 
You know something else that we could put Velcro on and put patches on it? And I hear it coming in right now, man. It's it's the talking lead jack wagon train. Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and it's time for us to take care of some jack wagons, Mandolin. Okay. And uh, I think what we'll do is I typically will start with my guest, but we want to save yours. And I want to go to our listeners submitted jack wagons. So this one is from an anonymous and it, it, it has to do with, you know, your specialty. You're a hunter. You love hunting, not only just for the thrill of the hunt, but other reasons, which we're going to get into. But it seems that the California State Assembly has voted to harm African wildlife and communities. This comes from SCI First for Hunters. I don't know what SCI stands for. Safari Club Safari International. Safari Club International. Yes, Safari Club International. <laughs> I, just, I just saw that. So this is August 4th, 2020. Today, the elected officials of California State Assembly's Water, Parks, and Wildlife Committee approved a bill that would ban the possession and importation of 13 species of African game animals. And it doesn't specify which 13 here. I may read on down and see. And it says, in doing so, the committee willfully ignores the overwhelming scientific evidence that confirms that legal regulated hunting is an irreplaceable component of any effective African wildlife conservation plan. And I will add to that that just take out African and it's effective in any wildlife conservation plan. You know, here in America, that's been proven time and time again. And we've talked about it with C.J. Buck from Buck Knives. We've had uh, people from the Boone and Crockett Association on, various other individuals. And all these organizations were started by hunters uh, because they saw the need for uh, protecting the wildlife in, in our areas so they don't get hunted to extinction and thus improving and increasing the populations. And that's what they're talking about here uh, in Africa. So have you been? Have you ever been on an African hunt, Amanda? No, it's too far. It's too far? <laughs> so it's you're in Canada, far. so how far is too far? How far will you not go <laughs> to travel Over to hunt? the water, over the ocean. If, and, and something I learned last year by being on a hunt is if you can drive to the place you're hunting at, it's going to be beneficial to all parties um, included because when you fly to your hunt and then you harvest something and you try to get that harvested meat home, frig that. It is way too difficult. So like this year, I'm driving. I'm driving to Tennessee. I'm driving to Alberta. I am driving. So Driving? You're coming to Tennessee? I am. We got to talk about that. Wait a minute. Are, is that where you are? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Absolutely. <laughs> how yes, did you I'm not, coming to Tennessee. How did you not know that? What part of Tennessee are you coming to? I don't know. Nashville? <laughs> You're coming to Nashville? Okay. Awesome. Uh, is that where you are? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Holy cow. So, it is closer for me to drive to Nashville, Tennessee, than it is to go drive to where I am from in Ontario. Oh, wow. So I need to show you some pictures from my trail cams. Yeah. That'll probably make you want to come even more. 
Oh, well, I'm coming in November. I'm, I'll, I'll be there in November. It's the the third week of November is when I plan on traveling there. It's an 11 hour drive for me, and to go to my moose hunt and my hometown, it's between 13 and 16 hour drive, and I'm still in the same province. Nice. So it's a, right. about a 13 hour drive. You said a moose hunt in Tennessee? No, that's back home. I'm yeah. coming down to Tennessee to do a deer hunt. Okay. Who are you? Who are you deer hunting with? Amy Hall. Do I know Amy? She has she has a podcast called Her Wild Outdoors Podcast. Oh, okay. And she's in Nashville area. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, but I can be. But I have. I don't have a limit on how long I can be there, unless like the border or the government says get out of here. So I could potentially, you know, do something with you as well. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see what we can do. But back okay. back to our story, we went down a rabbit hole there. Sorry, uh, sorry. No, that's fine. The <laughs> Safari Club, that's what we do on the show. We chase rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Safari Club International has steadfastly opposed the legislation at every turn and has done so hand-in-hand with African wildlife officials such as uh, Maxi Luis of Nambia and George Patagabligi of Zimbabwe. I don't know how to say his last name. But you and I were talking, it was like, are there a lot of hunters in California that that they need to really even consider passing this this legislation? Because it's only going to be for California. You know, this yeah, that was my question. Yeah, and that's a good you know that's a very good question. And um, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. But you guys can go and you can Google this. There's more information on it. Uh, they make very good uh, points about you know, conservation and hunters and how much they contribute to that and the wildlife. And without them, uh, a lot of these these species would be hunted to extinction, extinction. Sorry, I need to turn my phone off. I think you need to turn your phone off. <laughs> they would be hunted to extinction uh, through the, uh, what are those people that go and, and hunt them illegally? What are they called? Poachers. The poachers. poachers. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the poachers are, are unreal out there and, uh, without the hunting community to, to stymie the poachers, then they would just take over and they would hunt everything to extinction. Hooray for our hunting community. I agree. I actually saw, um, do you know who Jim Shockey is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I saw, uh, one of his shows about a couple weeks ago and he was in Africa, and he was actually promoting the fact that, the, that the, you know, Africa is a... Hold on a second. My dog is going crazy. <laughs> UPS driver oh. showed up. Sorry, I'm getting, okay. like, deliveries, and the dogs are going crazy. But Jim Shockey, Jim Shockey had a show on how he was promoting uh, hunting in Africa and what they do to, to help... Um, sustain or stop the poachers and all these programs that they're trying to put in place to to promote more of North Americans coming over and hunting in Africa and just like the educational part of it and stuff. And it was a really well put together show and it almost encouraged or motivated me. It was like an incentive for me to actually think about the possibilities of going over to Africa to hunt, even though, you know, I'm against going over the ocean because it's just too far. <laughs> Do you have a fear of flying? No, I love flying. And in fact, I want my own helicopter one day. However, (laughs) 
I don't, you know, I, I, I don't like flying over the ocean part. This, just the whole flying over the ocean is, is what gets yeah. you flying over yeah, bodies. If I'm, is it just the ocean I, or any body of water? Um, bigger bodies. So if I'm going to crash, I want to crash and like explode. So I feel nothing. I don't want to crash into the water and drown and suffocate. My okay. fear, my only fear in life is suffocation. So whether that be by smoke inhalation, fire, or drowning. Somebody putting yeah. a pillow over your face or. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's, that's like not cool. <laughs> Uncool. Uncool. So do, are you a swimmer? Do you like to yeah. get. In- um, I love to swim, but I'm not, I don't have very good stamina because I have asthma. So, um, being engulfed with my chest or surrounded by water is not a is not a good feeling. Like large bodies of water where you cannot see land. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So a well, swimming pool or something like that, you'd be okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was on Lake Ontario yesterday, and we were ten miles out and couldn't see the shore, and I was okay there. Well, see, I was going to say because you're big into fishing, also, and some of these fish that you're catching, I mean, you've got to be out where you can't see land. It's happened once or twice, but how? But for the most part, I've been able to see land. I, I fish a lot in small bodies of water, not overly large ones. Okay, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right, so um, let's move on. Now, who's <laughs> who's your jack wagon? Okay, so so a jack wagon is something that is not brilliant, so, right? So to explain to our Canadian friend here. <laughs> Yes. What a jack wagon is. Hey, and what about my audience that might be listening to this? They may They're not be going, Amanda. Amanda, have you never heard of the gunny, Arlie Ermy in yes. Full Metal Jack? Yeah. So, jack wagon, yeah. that's like one of his big things. So, that jack wagon is what he called, you know, somebody who's done something stupid or is ignorant or, you know, may not be on the same page as everybody else and needs to be corrected and needs to be pointed out. So. Like the the California, like we just talked about, the California State Assembly, they're jack wagons for approving this uh, this bill. So my jack wagon is our Prime Minister of Canada, and his name is Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the most famous political person in the history of the government of Canada. <laughs> of Canada. So what is that guy's what is that guy's issue anyway? He just he seems so full of himself. Oh my god. Um yes. I don't know what his issue is. I don't know. I don't think he knows what his issue is. It things are so upside down and backwards in his in his mind and it, it's not like he's even for Canada. It's like he's for every other country but Canada. And I don't know. Like I don't I don't watch the news and I don't follow politics and i'm not that person i have a husband that does that for me where he can just be like this is what you need to know and um then i you know make my my own decisions right but when i mean i do know that he is the most hated political person in canada and that he is he is the most made fun of on social media and he has the worst decisions in the history of our government ever. <laughs> so that I do know. And um, I actually have been working on a one hour documentary special for Sportsman Channel that we're doing on the government 
band called Broken Trust. And an interesting question that had come up when I was interviewing the vice president of the National Police Federation of Canada was if they're banning all these guns that we potentially use or do not use um, on this particular list, how is it that the special special services of Justin Trudeau are using the same guns that are on the ban list? You know, like that is mm-hmm. by all that is that is stupid. Well, just like here, uh, when when government government officials pass laws and and you know put things into effect, it's not for them and it doesn't apply to them. It applies to you know the lay people, the peasants. That's, you know us, the peasants. That's just straight up. Can I say this on here? That's just straight up bullshit. Absolutely. Because if you're if you're making a law or a bylaw or whatever it is that you're doing, then it should it should be for all parties involved, including yourself. So stupid. But that's that's the thing. If you look at these people that you know want the the gun control, the gun banning, uh, these people are people who have their own paid security. You know, their own hired security where. Okay, yeah, you're not carrying a gun, but you got ten people behind you that you know can throw down and protect you if something goes awry. Where you know you're taking my guns away from me, and I don't have that that ability, and I can't afford a you know a hundred thousand dollar a month security team. You know that that's that's the mindset of these people that are trying to enforce these laws on not only here in America, but also obviously there in Canada too. You know, just unrealistic, not living in the real world kind of. Uh, leadership you know i want to ask justin trudeau hey if if the whole world went to crap and you didn't have a noah's ark and you didn't have the moon or mars or wherever to go how are you going to survive what the heck do you know about being outside of that big house or outside of your college frat party or any of that you need to harvest animals that you're going to need to survive you need to you know like there's but that's just, why that's how they yeah. stay in power is they take they take any you know anything that could take their power away from them away from the lay people. So you take the guns away, then they're insured their power for longer and more power. You know, it's it's been proven time and time again in history. You know, and that's why they want to erase history. <laughs> so. so I mean, I'm a sports shooting enthusiast and you know me, I love guns. And, um, but at the same time, a, um, a provider or a hunter doesn't necessarily need a gun. I mean, we can harvest animals in, in, in a whole bunch of different ways by using, you know, knives and spears and snares and all, you know, archery and all kinds of stuff. So is he going to like ban everything? You can use a pipe and, and, and kill another human being. But see, but, but see that's what they try to tie it to is that guns are only needed for, you know, for hunting, for hunters. That's, you know, that's their mentality. It's like only hunters need guns. Well, no, that's not true. You know, every, you know, there, there are more applications and uses for gun. The number one is to protect yourself from, from evil, from tyranny, that's, from a tyrannical that's government. You guys. That's everyone. That's, that's Canada also. Your people need it just as much as we do, just like the Chinese people needed it, just like the in Germany, the Nazis, just like the Jews needed them. What did they do? They took them all away, you know, and that's what happened, and it's been proven time and time again through history. 
you take people's power away to defend themselves and tyranny happens. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't, we don't have firearms for protection. That is not what our firearms in Canada are meant to do. Our firearms are for, you know, um, sports shooting and hunting and that's it. Like we, so our handguns. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I was going to say, are, are you saying that's what they're saying your guns are, or are you agreeing with that, that that's all, that's all your handguns are for? That's, that's all the your way guns. I was raised. That's the way that the law has always been ever since I've known about guns. That's so they've been the brainwashing been. you ever since you were younger that the only reason for you to, to have a firearm is for sports shooting or hunting. Well, see, I was raised by my dad, and I don't... I mean, unless someone else is going to pull a gun on me, I can't stop that with my fist. But I'm actually pretty good with them. Sure, and and that you know that's important too is to be able to you know defend yourself hand to hand. But mm-hmm. again, if you're confronted with a firearm, you've got to level the playing field, right? Yeah, I've just I've and never... if somebody if somebody knows or maybe they suspect maybe you've got a a handgun or a firearm. Their their likelihood of of attacking you at that point is drastically reduced, because criminals are cowards for the most part, and they don't want any confrontation, you know. And if if they see that something's going to be hard for them to obtain, or they may potentially lose their life, it's not worth it to, for them, and they're going to move on. Yeah, proven fact. Never- proven fact. Proven stat. I hear a lot of conversation with you know all you guys down down in the states like joe and christian and you know all my friends but i've never been in a situation like that or ever witnessed anything like that myself well and and you know what i haven't either but the fact is it it happens and it happens day in and day out and to be prepared for that you know it's just like this argument about the mask you know people are wearing this mask for the covid like i don't want you know i don't want to wear the mask the mask is stupid blah 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 (laughs) Uh, well, and they're like, well, you know, uh, you should have it just in case you need it. You know, you should wear it just in case. You know, is that that same thing about a firearm? You should carry it just in case. Is be prepared. Yeah, always be ready. Always be ready. And why not? Why not have? Why not be able to have the same abilities as someone who's going to or wants to um, inflict harm upon you? And again, and again, if if there's a chance that you've you've got some sort of means to, you know, cause them harm or thwart their ways, they're gonna you know think twice and they're gonna go somewhere else. I always have a knife. <clears throat> okay, but again, <laughs> if I've got a gun and you got a knife, mm. <laughs> hey, I watch a lot of action movies. You don't know what I can do with that knife. You know Chuck Norris, don't you? That's right. <laughs> so, so There's to, my backup on my knife. <laughs> so another another jack wagon that may r- relate to to your audience, Amanda, here to the Canadians, Saskatchewan taxpayers will be on the hook for a portion of the cost of the new provincially appointed chief firearms officer. In the past, the position was federally appointed, and the federal government footed the bill of approximately one point one million dollars per year which pays for both the officer's salary and the cost to run his office. Going forward, the Saskatchewan Ministry of Corrections and Policing said a contribution 
agreement will be put in place under which federal government will share a portion of the cost with the province, but a representative said it's too early to say what that amount might be. So I don't know if that means anything to you or not. Not really. Not really? No. So basically, they're just making this province, they're putting them uh, footing the bill for the $1.1 million to cost uh, for their new firearms office. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. And I think that if they're going to do that, it should be coming out of the government, not out of the, the, tax, the people that... The local taxpayers there? Yeah, totally unfair. But I mean... Most of the decisions lately have been unfair to residents of Canada who are, you know, taxpayers. So it doesn't actually surprise me. So this, to be honest. this is the first time Saskatchewan has appointed the position instead of Ottawa. The plan to do so was first announced in March, and the Ministry of Corrections and Policing reiterated the decision in May when the federal government announced its firearms ban. Robert Freiberg, who used to run a private security company, has been appointed. His office will be responsible for licensing, transporting, and carrying of guns in this province. Freiberg said at a media conference on Tuesday that he can't change the federal laws, but will speak out on behalf of Saskatchewan residents. He also said he expects part of his work will be to communicate the new legislation to firearm owners in the province. Freiberger is experienced with firearms, with a background in hunting and sports shooting. He has also been involved with Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation and helped establish firing ranges in Saskatoon area. Saskatoon. Okay. Saskatoon. It's S-A-S-K-A-T-O-O-N. Yep. It's pronounced Saskatoon. 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 Gotcha. Says, despite being a firearms enthusiast himself, he said he's going to listen to the concerns of all the Saskatchewan residents, whether they're pro-firearms or not. It's not going to be a one-sided matter, he said. Anyone who's ever done any work with me in the past will know I'm pretty open to listening to those points of views and coming up with consensus. That makes sense. He seems like he would be definitely a great candidate for the position that he's filled. And I mean, Saskatchewan, um, it's, it's a beautiful province. And I'm going to probably say there's almost more, a higher percentage of hunters there than even in Ontario, because we have, you know, Southern Ontario demographic, which is a lot of city people. But um, yeah, like, uh, I guess I don't really understand what uh, a firearms office is. Um, so chief I firearms know. officer. I don't know what a chief so, firearms officer is. So a chief firearms officer does things like um, approve a gun range, um, you know, things like that. We have a CFO in Ontario, or we may have more than one. I'm not 100% sure. Uh-huh. But the chief firearms office, like that's where we send our, our paperwork in to get our firearms licenses, and that's in on the East Coast in Prince Edward Island. I got you. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. I don't. Know. Could could be news that somebody could use. So could I be. And thought I, I would mean, throw that out there. I mean, it was kind of a headline. That's awesome. Canadian I mean, CBS. Interesting. It makes me want to go read more about it and learn more about what's going on over there and and compare it to what's going on in other provinces. What, so, prov- what province are you in? Can you say? Ontario. You're in Ontario. Okay. 
Hmm. Overall, and I know you're you're in the firearms community there, but overall, what's what are you getting from people about this gun ban there in Canada? What are people's feelings about it? Beep f and beep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, everyone. So they think it's unfair, basically, the majority, you would say? 100%. Even, even, you know what, to be honest with you, I teach a program called Range Days, and I have for 11 years. And this is the first year in 11 years that I haven't put on a Range Day. And the messages I get from women who are pissed at the government right now because of the cancellation of certain things like range days and stuff um with the gun ban we postponed the range days but also with the coronavirus it made us postpone range days but they're irritated or frustrated that they don't have a place to go to learn about firearms and they don't even have a license so they're pissed at the government ban well i mean it makes sense and of course the government didn't ask when they threw this ban and they just did it yeah they just did it the, the Canadian government. And I and so, like I said, I don't follow the news 100%, and I don't follow politics 100%. That's not who I am. I go out there and I live my life. I support the Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights, which is the CCFR 100%. I stand behind them 100%. I talk about what I know 100% and share those things, but I do my own thing. I'm, you know... I'm in the bush by myself most of the time. I live on a farm. I don't see anybody. I don't really go anywhere unless I'm going in the bush by myself. <laughs> Keith likes everything about the great outdoors. He's a lot like us. Whether we're bow hunting in the back country or plinking in the backyard, we want to enjoy each experience to the fullest. Keltex 22 caliber P17 is Heath's go-to pistol for a good time on the range, on the trail, and anywhere in between. Weighing in at only 14 ounces with a full magazine, its compact size makes it easy to conceal or tuck away in a small pack, pocket, or space. It comes out of the box ready with a fiber optic front sight, a threaded barrel, a Picatinny rail, and a price point for any budget. With three 16-round magazines, it's ready for hours of pure, unadulterated enjoyment. It's easy, it's affordable, it's accurate, and it's a damn sweet marvel of plinking innovation. The Keltec P17. It's more bang for less buck. Yeah. And you've been and in the kids. you've been in the bush a lot lately. And we're gonna I have. we're gonna talk about that. But first we wanna we wanna get off this jack wagoneriness and we wanna talk some heroes, some lead head brigade heroes. Okay. And uh, my first one is gonna be in this month, it's all this month, is this is of the month of August is the National Shooting Sports Month. It's a celebration of the shooting sports and firearm industry. It takes place through the month of August. Firearm ranges and FFL retailers across the country have listed hundreds of special events, shoots, and promotions on the calendar. And you can go to shootingsportsmonth.org. And that calendar interacts directly with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, people that are responsible for SHOT Show, letsgoshooting.org website, which consumers use to discover the August events taking place in their communities. Ranges and retailers can still add to the calendar by listing their August activities 
And by doing so, the NSSF will send you a promotional package that includes shirts and hats. So if any of our listeners are working at a range, you're on a range, you can still take part in this. And why limit it to just this month? Well, you know, let's do this every month. Well, and is it, can Canadians also participate in this? Uh, I don't see why not. Of course you well, can. Well, I'm definitely going to be going to that website and putting in all the stuff that I do for, you know, for what I just talked about with range days for women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the NSSF, we get people for that shot show coming from all over the world. So, yeah, I'm sure that they would, uh, they'd be down with doing something there with you in Canada. I can't speak yeah. for them, but I mean, why not reach out to them, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so I know we're talking about heroes right now, and I just have a funny one. Okay. Um, you, do you, do, do you oh, want to hear it? I do. I do want to hear it. <laughs> so August 5th is National Underwear Day. <laughs> In Canada? <laughs> I think it's national. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let us just briefly say why we love our underwear. Briefly. What... <laughs> <laughs> so so is this like a a big thing there in Canada? Is this going every year or I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I know about it is that it was uh, originally founded by the company Fresh Pair. Okay. In 2003, ah. and was focused more on emphasizing the woman's body image. So is it so, just a women's thing? Can, I don't know. Like I see, if you Google it, you can see both genders and all kinds of different underwear across North America. Apparently, it's kind of a big deal. There's even a nationalunderwearday.com website. Huh. I know, right? I heard it on the radio this morning, and I was like, it's what today? <laughs> and then since I've been speaking with you previous to actually doing the podcast when we're just kind of shooting the shit, I actually looked up nationalunderwearday.com, and there is a nationalunderwearday.com. Huh. It was even, like, they have been featured on Good Morning America, Fox News, Live with Kelly and Michael, and all kinds of... So it kind of sounds up to me like it's a it's a made up holiday, kind of like Valentine's Day was back in the day. Right, card companies I agree. to sell more cards. <laughs> I agree, and it could definitely sell more underwear. I think that Just Hunt should come up with an underwear now that you know we're talking about this. I think that we should participate in National Underwear Day. I think so. I'm down. I'm down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> You're writing it down. So is that that's the month of August? So every day you gotta like sport something something fancy or new or i don't know is it just the month of august or is it just today oh so just one day it might only be just one day and this has been going on for 10 years huh so it's, it's been around yeah well look at that we both learned something new i'm gonna go to national shooting sport month.org and you're gonna go to national underwear day.com I'm I'm surprised that like Fruit of the Loons or somebody like that hasn't been pushing and promoting this. I'm actually surprised too. So their sponsors are Under Armour, Michael Kors, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, Diesel. Like there's some pretty big names in there. Okay. I don't I don't wear those, but 
<laughs> oh, well, I wear Under Armour. Under Armour underwear is like the best. Under Armour? Oh, yeah. The underwear. I wear Spider. Spider? Spider. Okay, well, now we're going to Google each other's underwear. This conversation <laughs> is going way off. I've been, <laughs> okay. I've been From wearing... From guys to panties. <laughs> yeah, I've been wearing Spider lately, so... I've never heard of those. Well, so I, that I, was my hero. It's that sounds like a fun day. Right. So, but can we talk? Can we go? Can we flip back and go back to Shot Show for a second? Okay. Rewind. Cool. So, <laughs> we talked about the government, the the Canadian government ban, and you guys are going through some gun stuff down there yourselves. We every talked, day we do. It's relentless. Right? Relentless. So SHOT Show, because we're kind of on the firearms topic right now. So for SHOT Show 2021, do I want to go? Hell yes. Do I think it is safe to go? I don't know. Because you watch the news or you see or you hear, you listen or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Some of those particular areas and travel is kind of, you know, saying that it's unsafe. Would I drive to Vegas? No, way too far. do, and, you know, so, like, I want to know what your opinion is on the value of attending SHOT Show 2021 as a media person like myself and as a product or manufacturer, because is the attendance going to be down or is it going to be up? Okay. What do you think? So here's my opinion on on that and, and you know, SHOT Show in particular. I've I've gone for the last six seven years, and there are people that have. I mean, I've got friends that have been to every single shot show. Without fail, there's some sort of crud or virus or something that that floats around shot show every single year, and people Agreed. get it, and people get sick, and they've never done anything about it in the past. Okay, so my you know my thoughts are the same. It it. it I think we've probably been exposed to it at SHOT Show, you know, this coronavirus or something worse in the past. And, you know, the world's been fine and nothing has happened. But ultimately, it's going to boil down to, you know, what the government's going to put in place, what individual states are going to put in place. You know, cities like Las Vegas, are they going to just, you know, shut everything down? Uh, if they If they, you know, leave it open and continue to have it, then yes, I say we go full force, full on shot show. But you've got, like I said, it's it's a worldwide thing, and people come from all over the world to attend shot show, not only as uh, uh, guests, but also manufacturers and you know things like that. And they're going to be restricted by their governmental uh, travels and whatever the United States has put into place. You know, if they're banning travel to the United States, so right. So it all depends so I, depends on that, but if everything's full on go and everybody can come, then yes, I say do it. 100%. I agree with you. Hundred um, percent. I agree with you, and I I um, am lucky enough that I get to stay at my friend's place during Shot Show, so I don't have you know I'm not, I don't have the hotel and the mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. But I've I've been in the same house where. You know, Joe has been like sick, like mm-hmm. he has got the shot show flu and I was totally a hundred percent fine. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's I, I get thing. that part of it. It's the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and it doesn't matter that you're staying in, 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 you know, your quarter, your sleeping quarters. It think about shot show. How many people are there? I mean, 
there's even more people and you're even closer. So where you're staying yeah. is irrelevant. It has nothing exactly has nothing to do with it. So um, you know, if if people would just take care of themselves, be healthy, exercise, eat right, take the proper vitamins and nutrients. The the cases of people getting corona that that live that kind of lifestyle, it's doesn't even show up on the radar. Do you do you exercise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started running like full on running a couple weeks ago and within three weeks I've shaved my time from an hour and 15 minutes down to 38 minutes for a 5k. Very good. Look at you. Oh, now I thought you amazing. were, I thought you were a uh, enthusiast into exercising and, and working out. Oh, I totally am, but yeah. I've never been able to do cardio the way that I have been. So it's, uh, I've always been like resistance training, the total gym body, yeah. like weights and stuff. Yeah. And so I've been training myself to have the the stamina and to be able to do cardio so that, you know, if I do have a challenging hunt or something, then I have no excuses. Or, or if you've got a knife and somebody's got a gun, you can outrun them. That's right. See? <laughs> right? You're but, always thinking. But you don't have to be, uh, you know, a world-class athlete. I'm not talking about that kind of shape to, to, no. to, to beat these viruses and you know, stay healthy, just, you know, 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes every other day of some sort of physical activity where you're out walking your dog or doing just body resistant exercises, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, squats, you know, whatever it may be, get out, ride a bike, go play golf. Don't, you know, don't get a cart because you don't get a lot of exercise with a cart, but still, I mean, you're getting out and you're doing something. It's better than nothing. That's right. Um, but just some sort of physical activity other than just sitting on the couch, listening to the Talking Lead podcast. <laughs> like what we're doing right now. <laughs> eating, eating your Cheetos. But that's the great thing about podcast is, you know, you can take them anywhere. You can listen to them while you're riding your bike, while you're on the <gasps> treadmill. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I listen to podcasts when I work out. I don't listen to this podcast because, you know, I've probably listened to it five times by then. But I'll listen to... <laughs> I listen to uh, like Joe Rogan or Kevin Smith or you know something something yeah. along those lines. I listen to music. I get yeah, I'm I'm bored with music as as far as working out to it. it. It doesn't do anything to me anymore. So when I'm running, I have to listen to something that's going to keep my ass moving, or yeah. I'll just give up. But see, that's why that's why I listen to a podcast because I, I concentrate and I'm listening on what's going on with the with the podcast, what they're saying, what the topic is, and the time just goes by, you know, like that. It's just like I I get entrenched into the conversation, and you know, an hour on the elliptical or whatever is it just goes by just like that. So I like <laughs> listening to music when I'm sitting by the pool, relaxing, having a drink on the yes. boat. Music makes me want to get up and dance. So then I would be sitting by the pool, relaxing, listening to a podcast. See? <laughs> so you do the opposite. There you go. <laughs> I do. I mean, that. Yes. that's that's why we have freedoms, you know. We have mm -hmm. the freedom to do, to do what we want to. Let's listen to what we want to, when we want to, while we're doing what we're, whatever we want to do. <laughs> so back to our, our heroes. And Do you have any more SHOT Show questions? Was that... I don't think so. Okay. That's a good question, by the way. But yes, I'm 100% for 
you know, having SHOT Show, having NRA, having all these trade shows, um, a lot of them are outside anyway, you know, and the studies are showing that the virus can't survive in, you know, sunlight. I mean, I don't, I don't get all these outdoor activities that have been canceled and beaches that have been shut down and, uh, you know, some marinas and, and boat places. It's just... I don't get any of it because I think it's 100% bullshit, to be honest with you, because if you look at the statistics of all the other flu-like illnesses we've had in the last 30 years, this coronavirus has been at the bottom of the list. And the masks and all the rules and regulations and close down business, come on. Yeah. And and I've said it, you know, since the beginning, there's, there's an ulterior motive behind all this and it's going to show its head in weeks to come, months to come, maybe even years to come, but it's all going to be evident. I hope that you and I don't disappear from this podcast by saying that. (laughs) Well, I've already said it before and I'm still here, so hopefully not. All right. All right, we're going to do one more uh, hero, and then we're going to talk about what you've been up to. Okay. uh, And this comes from listener Chris B. I don't know if you want me to say your last name or not. Uh, This is a Lead Force One nominee, local police chief. This is a local police chief in a neighboring town that did this. It is absolutely awesome. So it looks like Nikisha Gales is her name, is the police chief. And he sent me a screenshot here. Looks like this might be a Twitter or something. Uh, I saw this young man at the car wash in Thomasville wearing a T-shirt that read, F the police on the back. He didn't know I had read it, obviously, or he just didn't know who I was because he decided to talk to me. So he says, excuse me, ma'am, I'm trying to get a mobile. I'm trying to get to Mobile. Okay, so I'm trying to get to Mobile. But somehow I ended up on Highway 5, and my GPS says I need to be on Highway 43, but you just can't trust those things. He then asked, will 5 put me back in 43? When I realized he did not know he was already on Highway 43, I said, oh, wow, you went all out the way. See what you need to do is go back north, Highway 5, until you get to Highway 10. This sounds like a Andy Griffith show. Uh <laughs> Barney Five giving directions. Then make a left on 10. Uh, when you get to the first four-way stop, keep straight until you get to the next one. That will put you on Highway 10 and 43. I'm going to read this whole thing. You will then take a left going south on 43, he said. Okay, thank you so much. Can I get your number in case I get lost? I said, no, but I'll take yours and we'll check on you to make sure you got on the right road. After cleaning my truck, I decided to wait on the parking lot of the Shell Station, giving him time to come back through. By the time I called him from an unknown number and asked if he was okay, he said, this road brought me right back to the road I was on. Hell, I could have just kept straight. I said, I know. I just saw you pass by. Now I see why you hate the police. He was like, what police? And then she's she's laughing. So she... she 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 sent she sent him on a wild goose chase basically to put him back on the road he was on and, and all she had to do was say go straight but he was wearing a t-shirt that said f the police 
Oh my God. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And this chick's the police, the chief of police in that, in that town. So <laughs> kudos for her. Yes, absolutely. Nikisha Gales. That's why I read that whole thing because <laughs> dude just needed just, to, to turn left out of the gas, gas station and he would have been fine. Other, otherwise she sent him on this big wild goose chase. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. F the police. There you go. All right. So that was a good one to uh, end our trains and planes segment on Amanda. That was a good one. You should share the link on that one too. If you have one. Well, he just sent me... Um, just like a screenshot? Yeah, screenshot. So I don't know. It looks like it's a Twitter account, but if you go to... you go to, It looks like her Twitter feed. If you go to her Twitter feed, it's N-I... It's capital N, little I, capital K-I-S-H-A-G-A-I-L-E-S. And that's two words. Nick, Nick, Nikisha Gales. And I'm assuming this is a Twitter account, but she is the chief of police somewhere around Mobile. I'm assuming this is in Alabama. And it's okay. Nikisha, N-I-K-I-S-H-A, Gales, G-A-I-L-E-S. I think I'm going to find that. I'm going to say she made our Leadhead Brigade hero. Yay! So thanks, Chris, for sending that in. Uh, if any of you Leadheads want to send in other jack wagons... Leadhead Brigade Heroes, it's talkinglead at gmail.com and just put in the subject either uh, Lead Force One, and that's that's what they get a ride on, Amanda, if they're Leadhead Brigade Heroes. They get a ride on Lead Force One. Okay. And if they're jack wagons, of course, they get a ride on the jack wagon train. Sometimes they get drug under the jack wagon train. This episode of Talking Lead is brought to you in part by Occam Defense. The guys at Occam loved the AK, but didn't love burning their hands, getting cut by their pre-sharpened gun, or the lack of options for accessories. After spending a few years in the lab, they've recently released the ODS-1775, which brings the best of the AR family to the Kalashnikov's reliability. It's still an AK under the hood. AK mags, forged Polish AK parts, but with American aerospace manufacturing practices and ingenuity. Check them out at OccamDefense.com or on Instagram at OccamDefenseSolutions. All right, so let's talk about what Amanda Lynn Mayhew has been up to since SHOT Show. We talked to you at SHOT Show. Oh my god! Well, actually, that's the first time we ever met. Was at Shot Show. It was um, was it Joe that introduced us? Well, it was supposed to be Joe, but it ended up being Stephanie because oh. Joe was like in the bathroom or something. Our, our good buddy Joe Mo with Atlas Defense. Yes. So you were you were crooning around with Joe and the crew at Atlas. How did you hook up with them? I gotta ask. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't even know. So my very first shot show was 2016, and I was brought in with 511 Tactical, and I was in their booth representing Canada, and I was at a kind of a mix-up 511 party at the Toby Keith Bar, and Joe walked in with Charlie. And Zach, and I had no idea who the boys were, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you. And Joe and I Infamous. just started talking. Infamous. Yeah, and, and Joe and I just started talking, and 
you know, we, 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 I think we stayed up until about eight o'clock in the morning talking about guns. Wow. And it, yeah, that's all we did is we talked about guns and then I realized who he was. Um, and you know, uh, I'm, I'm a big hunter girl to him and he's a big gun guy to me. And we had, uh, opposing, you know, conversations about firearms and what they're used for. And, oh my God, since 2016, we've kept in contact. I go to SHOT Show and I get to, you know, I, I, he's my right hand man at SHOT Show. We spend a lot of time together there and I've taken him on. Um, he, I've built my first gun with him and I've taken him on a first hunt in Florida with that particular firearm. So we've, so what, we've spent a lot of time together. What with the firearm was it? Uh, we built a 300 blackout. Okay. Uh, nice. semi-automatic mm-hmm. frig. Uh, twenty in 2018, I think we built that gun. And of so course, that's a, one. That's one you couldn't take back to Canada, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. We had to change. We have to change a couple things on it in order for it to be legal in Canada. But we we oh my god, we had so much fun building that gun. And isn't know, it fun? I'm, isn't building guns fun? Building anything is fun, like building motorcycles and cars and trucks and just building anything is fun. But to be able to to get, you know, like your world is so different from my world and to be able to get your hands on all these different pieces that are not legal in Canada and and build what you need. And I don't understand why suppressors are not legal in Canada, because God, my ears, I would be able to hear so much better than I do right now. (laughs) And uh, you know, and I thought I, I thought suppressors were legal in Canada. No, oh, no, they're, they are not. They're not. So, okay. well, they're not legal. Well, they're, they're legal here, but you got to go through a bunch of crap to get them. Right, I understand that. And we were able to when I was there filming for the show, I was able to get a lot of information and I have a good conversation with Zach in regards to suppressors and some of the laws and stuff surrounding them, and then taking all of that information and, and driving to Florida and participating in a hog hunt and doing everything that you are totally not allowed to do in Canada. <laughs> Did you feel like Florida. you were going to get arrested when you were doing all this stuff? Oh my God. I kept looking over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, we're at night using, <laughs> using night vision with a fully automatic firearm from a moving vehicle. Like, <laughs> I <should be> in jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so Joe and I um, have, we have an incredible friendship, and yeah, he's just a great guy, and he does a lot of great things for for, for everybody, for the community and, and everybody, so. Yeah, definitely, definitely on board uh, with Joe and Ackless Defense. They've been friends of ours for, for a long time now. Got to get him on. So I have that, not had him on since SHOT Show either. I need to get him back on. Yeah, so that was, wow, that was a total huge rabbit hole, because you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how you and I met was through Joe, Stephanie, and Zach, and we were actually at the the, the one range day that they had on the Sunday. Yep, absolutely. At the pro, pro the, guns. Yeah, the pro guns, the um, the shot show range day. And then I saw you the next day at the industry range day, and I didn't even know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different look, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It totally was. And, uh, yeah, and then I was on your show, and then I watched a couple of your other podcasts. You had some pretty incredible guests on, and, yeah. And then well, I that's what home. we do here. You know, we, we, we bring our listeners a wide variety of 
not only just firearms industry per- personalities, but every industry. You know, we've brought people from the music industry, from the sports industry, from uh, numerous other industries. Uh, we've had writers on here, authors, and uh, it's it's just to show. You know, we were talking earlier how diverse this community is, and how we're all really tied into the two A community. You know, everyone loves their their firearms, whether it's like you for just hunting or or sports shooting, uh, or me, which I enjoy them for both of those, but I also enjoy them to protect my life and and my family's life and my friends and um, and against a tyrannical government. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you uh, you were, and that was your sixth one. You said. Uh, no, I think it was my fifth one. Like I went, I missed a year between 2016 and 2020. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And and we may miss another one this year as we just talked about. Hopefully not. But, uh, the, the other range day, the Antirus Alliance range day, they're still planning on having that, that range day also. And that's the one that happens before SHOT Show. Yes. I just got a notice on it the other day, and they're still planning on it um, at this point. So kudos okay. kudos to them. Do you remember that funny story with Chuck Norris that happened while I was there? <laughs> so, yeah, tell, <laughs> tell the Chuck Norris story. That's, it's okay. Okay. So you were the one that told me that he was in the Glock booth, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you said you should go say hi. So I walk over, and I see this huge lineup, and I'm like, Oh, this seems weird. I've never really stood in line for this before. So I'll check it out. Well, actually, no, I've gone back to the booth to tell you there's a huge lineup and I'm not doing it. You're like, oh, forget it. Just go around the booth and say hi. And I'm like, oh, no, that's well, rude. We were, we were talking because you said you know him. You, you yeah. Know, yeah. You've you've met him before and you guys have uh, done some stuff. And I was like, he, if he knows you, he's going to say, he's going to wave you over and say, come on. You know, come on. Yeah. Over. Yeah. And, and like, you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. That's rude. I was like, do it. <laughs> So I went back over and I actually stood in the line and the guy in front of me was like, um, I'm sorry, but I'm the cutoff. So if you want to meet him, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. And I'm like, no, man, we're friends. And he looked at me and he laughed. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm taking Marty's advice. I'm going around this booth. And I walked around the Glock booth and I seen all the guys there. And I seen Chuck's bodyguard and he looked at me and he's like, hey, Amanda, high five. I'm like, oh, yeah, high five. <laughs> Go in. Jack and Gina say hi, hello, how's it going? We swap pictures, we swap autographs, and then I leave, go back to that same guy at the end of the line and tap him on the shoulder, show him my phone with my smart ass look on my face, and I said, I told you we were friends, and I walked away. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> and I and I was like, I was clapping, I was applauding. I was like, well I done. I was applauding. Well <laughs> done. I don't do that, but that guy deserved it. You never know. Who somebody knows. You don't know who is friends with who. And it, and it goes know. for everybody in this entire world. You have no idea. You don't know if you're like bad mouthing somebody to somebody who may know somebody else or do you know what I mean? Like just oh, yeah. Absolutely. shut up and be positive. There you go. And that's what we're about on this show is being positive. Unless we're doing the jack wagon train. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Then we're gonna talk shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> so since Shot Show um, you know what? I think I came home and I, 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 leading up to this whole COVID thing, I actually ended up canceling three different events because I was tired. Mm-hmm. 
So I didn't really do a whole lot of anything, but I did do some ice fishing and um, something I want to do. I want to ice fish. I've never been ice fishing. Oh no, I can Uh -uh. take you ice fishing. I would love to go ice fishing. Hey, you're 11 hours south of me. You're really not that far from ice and fishing and me. So we can do that. It's like driving to uh, Daytona or something. Right. Yeah. So, well, you don't even have to come into Canada, actually. We can go ice fishing in, you know, Michigan or whatever. I've got a buddy who lives in Michigan, and they so, do ice fishing up there. So then maybe we should just collaborate and do a thing. I think so. I'm down with All that. Right. I'm down with that. Okay. Winter's coming. It, yeah, slow down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Only August. It's coming, so, though. we got a plan now. So since then, so I did some ice fishing in March. I, all my trade shows were canceled, so I did none of those whatsoever. But my, my like what I do in the filming and, and the hunting and fishing has not been affected too much by Corona. Some of my trips were postponed and canceled, like some of them to the States. But I've been on my turkey hunt, my bear hunt, and I've been doing some salmon fishing lately so i've i've got some good footage i've got five or six episodes done so far this year mm-hmm. so uh, at shot show was that hunting girl had it been a thing yet or it was still just hunt right it was still just hunt so, so talk about what, the transition from just hunt to that hunting girl so we decided that because it was going to be on a new network, so I've gone from the Wild TV network to Sportsman Channel Canada, and it was going to be the new season, let's not confuse people. Let's call it something new with the Mandolin Mayhew, because Just Hunt is known with my name. Right. But let's call it something different and keep Just Hunt as the top of the brand. And at the top, so it's now Just Hunt Incorporated. I've now incorporated it. That Hunting Girl is a TV show. Bear Strong is the clothing line. And Women's Hunting Association is all the outreach programs. So we've actually, you know, made it make sense now. And the reason I chose That Hunting Girl is because every time I go into a store (laughs) or something, somebody might not know my name, but But they they know know my hair, (laughs) my face. And they're like, hey, it's That Hunting Girl. You're That Hunting Girl. Yeah, so we developed it kind of. So actually, I had that hunting girl shirt already made up in December because I wore it at Shot Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe that was kind of a foreshadowing of what was to come that I didn't even, you know, recognize. But mm-hmm. when it all went down, we decided to, yeah, let's 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 call it something different, just like Gas Monkey Garage is fast and loud, right? There so. you go. Yeah. So the uh, that hunting girl, what network is that on now? Sportsman Channel Canada. Sportsman Channel Canada, and for Americans, how would we watch that? Do you know? You'd have to come to Canada or get <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> so there's like no social media or YouTube or something like no. that that we could. No. So I need to introduce no. you to Full Thirty because we could get you on the Full Thirty network. I, yeah, well, I don't know what that is yet, but I'll Google it later. Yeah, you'll look it up, look it up later. Um, but so it we, is a very, it's a firearms friendly alternative to YouTube. Okay. It's very so, welcoming of hunters and sports shooting and 
Anyway, we'll, we can talk off air on that. Um, so the bear hunt that you went on, uh, you, yes. you're on a bear hunt when we had the CCFR on. Yes. You couldn't join us. Talk about your, well, talk about your bear hunt. A bear hunt was an incredible time back home in Northern Ontario and ended up, I did I did something a little bit different. I didn't, you know, usually I'm not that picky on a, on a particular bear. Um, on a size, I like anything that's 250 and up because it's good eating. Mm-hmm. But this time I was just like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a different challenge. I've seen all these pictures on the trail cans and I know who's coming in and, you know, I've been kind of watching and stuff. And I had this nice bear, 350-ish, 400 pounds. I wasn't sure at the time coming in. And I'm like, you know what, that's the bear that I want. And from the challenges of, of being on the ground to not having a tree stand set up for me at that point to, to getting up there and having this bear come out with the wind not against the wind and so many different details over the course of three days. Well, four days, he didn't show up the one day I was actually able to harvest the bear that I picked out that I wanted to harvest. And he, he did end up being 350 pounds. Wow. Yeah. It was beautiful. And it was a very first shot. Let's rewind a little bit. You're, you're doing this in Canada. What part of Canada are you hunting and what, what's the bear season in Canada? Northern Ontario is the spring bear hunt. Okay. So every province is a little bit different. And you're using and bow? No, I'm using a rifle. You used a rifle. Okay. What what kind of rifle were you using? The rifle in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the rifle in the picture is a 6.5 PRC, so precision okay. rifle cartridge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't really need a scope because he was 18 yards away from me. So <laughs> oh, He got close. He got so close. Actually... No, he, the day before he came out at 18 yards and my tripod and camera were in the way, the day I shot him, he was at 13 yards. Good Lord. So did, did, was he, obviously he wasn't aware that you were there. Did he, did he get a a hint of you at all? He looked at me. He looked right at me. I have incredible footage of him. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that the day before when he came in, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh my God, I could shoot you so, so many different times right now, but I can't move my gun because you're, you're watching me. Like you don't know what I am, yeah. but you know, I'm not right. And, I, and that's when the camera was on and I got all this beautiful footage of him. So then, you know, after leaving the tree stand and going down and checking out where he was, that he was standing and what he was standing on, I was able to, to take that and the next day apply it because he came out kind of in the same spot where I shot him. He was on the other side of a small pine. So had I, had I not gone down and checked out the area where he was standing, I wouldn't have known that I was able to shoot through that little set of trees because when I actually pull the trigger and shoot him, all you could see is his head, Mm -hmm. but I hit him right in all the vitals and you, a new hunter, wouldn't not have been able to, 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 to just go on that from, sure. yeah. Anyways, it, it's, it was 350 pounds. Wow. Yeah. 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 And you filmed this for the show, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. is it just you out here or do you have a camera yeah. person? No, just me. So you're operating your own cameras and everything. Yeah. 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 
How many cameras do you usually take with you? Three. And are they GoPros or what kind of cameras are you? So I have the Sony Handycam set. So I have the uh, Sony. I started with the, oh God, I'll tell you, it's sitting right here. If only you had a camera and I could see. I know, right? (laughs) Okay. Now I know how our listeners feel. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I've been using the Sony FDR AX53 for a couple of years, and I'm upgraded to the Sony Z90, if that means anything to anybody. But I also have a Canon Canon mirrorless. Uh, which is fantastic for B-roll, not a very expensive camera. And yeah, and then I have the Tacticam that goes onto my barrel or my bow. Or yesterday, I actually Jimmy rigged it up to a GoPro mount on the boat. So that was interesting. I saw that picture. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Did you get some good <laughs> footage from that? I don't know yet. I haven't, haven't had time to look at it. <laughs> I hope so. So, yeah. You probably got a shot of the Loch Ness Monster or something. Maybe. But you know what I noticed with Tacticam, and I can't wait to do it, is that some of the guys, um, including Rudy, um, he puts a Tacticam pointing out to what he's going to be shooting at, but also takes another one and turns it around and points it at his face. Who's Rudy? Um, Rudy works with Tacticam. Okay. So... Yeah, and noticed on his social media that he that he's been doing that, and I was like, "Wow, that is such a phenomenal idea!" Because instead of trying to reach over and turn your camera on, it's pointing at you. You got your tactic cam right in your face. Now, I would be sure to you know make sure that you have like no nose hairs or boogers or anything there. <laughs> no <laughs> nose like, goblins hanging out or wild hairs. Because <laughs> that would be like ultimate close-up right but what a great idea yeah absolutely i mean it gets gets that you know the hunter's look too you know the intense Mm -hmm. the intensity that goes in right before a shot yeah that'd be cool and i do do that with the camera but i've never been able to work with the tacticam in that aspect so that will be fun this year to do it that way so you said you've got how many episodes filmed for that hunting girl Oh my God, five, five or six now. Five or, how many make up a season? Uh, Twelve. I'm only doing ten this year, though. Okay. Just, so the new, the new trend is ten episodes. Okay. Why, why is that? I don't know. That's just what I was told. Somebody so just I might do, I might do ten, I might do twelve. I, I mean, I have a lot of um, interesting things that are coming up this year. I've been spending a lot of time in Northern Ontario, um, I have, you know, I leave next week to go on another bear hunt, come back in September. I got another one and then some, a take me hunting deer hunt and then a moose hunt. I'm driving to Alberta to do an elk hunt and then I'm coming down to see you. There you go. Coming to Tennessee. Yee-hee. That's right. <laughs> so. Can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I mean, I don't know that, that other girl you said you're going with, maybe you introduce her and, uh. I think that you guys should do, I think that you should do a podcast on Amy and Amy should do a podcast on you. On me? I'm not very interesting, so. Yeah, you are. I'll have her on mine. We'll get her on mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so 10 episodes, when do they start airing? April, 2021. Okay. So you, you film 
prior to each year? Yes. Yeah, so I'm filming right now for next year. So the one, the hunts you did last year are airing right now. Correct. And they will air until April, 2021. Until so, April, 2020. Okay. Very good. Yeah, so and you drop one, dropping one a month. Is that how, I mean, is that yeah. why you did, did 12? No, we drop one a week. Or one a so week. We yeah. Do, if you start in April. Yeah. Yeah. So one a week, we start in quarter two and then we rerun it. And then in, so we do six episodes in quarter two, which is April to July. And then in July is quarter three and we drop six more fresh episodes. And then we just rerun them until the next quarter starts. And then we add the best of so that people can see a fresh episode of kind of like never, never, never seen before footage, never, mm -hmm. whatever. And then in quarter four and one, we repeat the whole season again because you have a different audience per season too, right? You're in the summer right now. So how many of us are actually sitting down watching TV where it's sure. winter time? And I noticed that last year that I got a shit ton of messages over the course of December through March, as opposed to the rest of the year with people watching the show. Right. If you go to justhunt.ca, I have posted on there how many times you can watch which episode and what dates they're airing on because I'm that organized. You are pretty organized. Do you do all that yourself too? Or do you have yes. people that no. do all this for you? I have no people. Oh my gosh. I have, I wish I, I was have that no organized. people. <laughs> I have two dogs, four sheep, three turkeys, a duck, and 35 chickens. <laughs> <laughs> two dogs, four sheep. So you live on a farm, basically. I do live on a farm, yes. We left. Yeah, so the, so the website is justhunt.ca, and those episodes uh, are there. So if you're in Canada, you know, go check it out. Unfortunately, we can't here in America check them out at this point in time, but maybe sometime in the future. It's something to look forward to. Uh, but that's cool that you do more than just hunting. Like you're talking about the motorcycles. You're a motorcycle enthusiast as well. How did you get into motorcycles? I don't know. Um, <laughs> my my dad, my dad, I was raised around muscle cars, motorcycles, four-wheelers, three-wheelers, anything that had an engine, I was interested in it. So, Are you an only child? No, I have a little sister. Okay. So raised tomboys. <laughs> oh, me huge. My sister was kind of like my mom's little girl, and I was my dad's So you were your dad's project, and your sister was your mom's project. <laughs> yeah, but I still have the girly thing in me for my mom because my mom was beautiful, tall, redheaded princess, and you know she she'll she'll go camping and go fishing and do all that stuff, but she won't shoot an animal and yeah, you know she likes to be you know, she likes to be the way you know look good, and uh, I just wanted you can't even keep me clean now. I take a shower, I go outside, I'm in the backyard for five minutes, and I'm like, my knees are full of Well, I mean, you, you live on a farm, and you've got 10,000 animals. I mean, how can you not get dirty? <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm always dirty, and, and that's okay. It's okay. Care. Yeah. So you, I grew up. You clean up well. Oh, thank you. I uh, grew up around motors, and my dad is a mechanic, so I mean, it makes sense, and I loved anything that made a rumble and went fast and sounded cool and that's the way I live today. So I, I ride and 
And what Should motorcycle do you have? What's your motorcycle? I actually have a 2006 Ninja 650. and A crotch rocket. Custom. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I do. I, I love it. It's a sport touring bike, but I've custom customized it. So it's got an actual Yamaha R1 seat on it. So it's tilted up a bit. And uh, handle exhaust, cut screen, spikes on the windscreen. Like, it's just kind of a... Uh, yeah. If you know me and just who I am, it's it's totally me. Are you familiar with ARC motorcycles? No. So that is a, a motorcycle company manufacturer that Keanu Reeves owns. <gasps> oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I'm so jealous. And <laughs> I wish he would just answer my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Those bikes look phenomenal. I mean, I'm not... I'm not a big motorcycle dude. I've, I've owned motorcycles in the past and, uh, the crotch rockets were probably my least favorite, but, uh, he's got some pretty oh. sexy looking bikes. Oh, I know, but he's probably got a sexy bank account in order to have those bikes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't even know what the price ranges are on those things, but, uh, he's got one, it's called the method 143. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing just, it looks cool. Cool. He is badass. Canadian. I want to grow up to be like Keanu Reeves. Is he a Canadian? Yeah. He's Canadian? Okay. So you know he's um, got a he's got a new movie coming out. Yeah, John Wick like 15. No. Bill no. and Ted. <laughs> oh, frig. Seriously? Yes. No, he can't go back to that. That's not oh, him Oh, yeah. Anymore. It's, it's already filmed. Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. They, I didn't, I don't even think I watched this. I'm not a comedy oh, just person. Just Google it. Google it, and you, yeah. the the trailers are out there. It's going to be yeah. epic. <laughs> uh huh. I don't watch comedies. I watch anything that has to do with like action and. I'm I'm typically um, the same way, but there are some comedy movies that I will watch. But I, I'm typically an action packed thriller, you know, kind of kind of movie guy. But it's Kiana. You got to watch it. Come on. Fine. <laughs> I mean, fine. Yes, I'm so excited. Please play that part. <laughs> there you go. You know it's going to be the... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's going to be the last time they do it. They It may be so successful they do another one. But I who, don't know. Who knows? John Wick is where it's at right now. I like the John Wick movies, yeah. Digging the, uh-huh. digging the John Wick movies. So... um the the bear hunt the fishing what's what's your next one you've got the most recent one coming up that you've got i actually have a bear hunt i leave on august 13th and the season opens august 15th in northern ontario ah okay and is this going to be are you alone or you got somebody you're going to be hunting with on this one well the thing with this is that in ontario um spring or fall you're only allowed one tag in most wildlife management units and i already spent my tag so i am taking my junior ambassador who is 13 years old on his bear hunt my husband will be coming he will be bear hunting because he doesn't have the opportunity to go hunting as much as i do and then um my junior nice of you mom yeah and then my junior ambassador's mom will also take a take a chance at coming out there and and harvesting her first bear. So there's going to be 
Yeah, so I'm basically just carrying the camera, and I'm going to be cameraman okay. and mentor. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. Now, you want to take care of your dog? Make sure. Yeah, my son's here. Hold on. Oh, okay, cool. So it's kind awesome. of like a take me hunt. So I have a program called Take Me Hunting. So we're just kind of incorporating that concept into this bear hunt that's coming up, which is happening in about a week and a half. Now, how often do you go on hunts where you're just the camera person and you've got, you're filming somebody else hunting? Uh, about two or three times a year. So I have Take Me Hunting programs for grouse, which is a, a an upland bird, and deer and bear so it, it, uh, I don't harvest any animals on those particular hunts. Those are for the girls to learn, and I am there to help them to be successful. That sounds like a very interesting uh, program. Talk about that. So it just, I mean, I was doing range days for so long, and my, I mean, my whole life I've always taken people out hunting, including my children. So when I was doing the range days, I had this one girl who said, you know, Amanda, I've come to range days. I've got my farms license. I, I got my hunting license. She's like, but now I don't have anyone to take me hunting. And I'm like, well, shit, I'll take you hunting. <laughs> come on, girl. <laughs> so I figured it out. And what I did is I got a hold of my friend who has a lodge and I rented a cabin off of her that can hold, you know, like eight to 10 people. And I said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to just take a day. We're going to do Friday until Sunday. And you're going to come up Friday. You know, there's going to be a group of three or four girls and none of them know each other. And it'll be like a moose hunt camp. And we're going to get to know each other. We're going to see, you know, what firearms you brought, what choke is in your firearms. I'm going to take you out in the morning dressed like you are going on a real hunt because you will be. We're going to stop at the, at the gravel pit. I'm going to see you shoot. I'm going to see how you shoot. I'm going to see how you load how you pick your shell up off the ground, how you carry your unloaded firearm. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to talk about the trees, the leaves, the tracks, the shit. I mean, the bear animal scat and all things that are involved in a real hunt and what you actually see. And that's all going to be unpredictable. Do I carry a high powered rifle with me on this particular hunt? Yes, because I'm also have their safety, um, you know, in mind as well. So if Absolutely. there's a bear or a wolf or another predator, and we're bird hunting, we're not going to shoot them with, you know, a four shot shotgun because that'll just tickle them. So, <laughs> you know, so, and then we do that and then they, they harvest their birds and they clean their birds. They, we bring them back to the cottage and they can either take them home or cook them. And, you know, and then on Sunday we go do it again and I'm less in their face on Sunday. They have the ability to do it more on their own. And then everybody leaves and they can come back to that same lodge because they know the bush area next year with their friends and their families and it just carries on from there very cool now yeah. and how does how does someone get involved with that program with you you go to um women's hunting association.com um or just message me just say hey amanda i want to come hunting what can i do where can we go what you know now, can Americans do that? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. And maybe she'll come to Tennessee or maybe your state, as long as it's not more than 11 hours away. What's right. your cutoff? What's your cutoff? What's the... What's the, the furthest I'll drive? Yeah. Well, I'm driving 36 hours to Alberta, so um, pretty much anywhere. Because you said Vegas was too far to drive. Oh, for shot show. 
And then <laughs> just I have for to shot drive, show. <laughs> and then I have to drive in Vegas. Forget that. Forget no, it. you just park your car and you're done. Then you just Uber everywhere. I have a big ass truck and I am not driving that in Vegas. I leave all the driving to Joe. There you go. That's what I'm saying. You just drive up, park it, and then Uber everywhere else. <laughs> park it in in one of the casino um, parking garages, and that way everybody can see it. Right. Get your advertising dollars there, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So no, I I, I drive to New Brunswick. I, I'm yeah. I'm not. I love driving. I love driving. I hate driving. It's one of my least favorite things to do in the whole world. Oh. But I can't, I, I'm very nervous when somebody else is driving. So I got to be one of those people that if we're driving, I got to drive. Otherwise, I I'm, I'm a horrible backseat driver. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm the worst. Mm. I'm like, I'm even worse on a motorcycle. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot be a passenger on a motorcycle. No, no, won't do it. Mm-mm. Will not be a passenger on a motorcycle. I've had lots of passengers on my motorcycle, male and female, but I will not be a passenger on someone else's. No. Just say you could just drive your crotch rocket and you cut half the time off your travel time. Yeah, but I wouldn't be able to bring anything. Well, you can't bring it to. I mean, we got everything you need here in the United States anyway. So, so just drive on down. Drive on down, and you're taken care of. Guns, All ammo, right. gear. We'll get Joe to fit the bill for everything. Perfect. <laughs> well, if you hear a loud ninja in your driveway, you know I'm there. I'll know it's uh, she's arrived. <laughs> Founded in 2012, IWIUS is the USA-based subsidiary of Israel Weapon Industries Limited of Ramat Hasharon, Israel. The IWIUS line of products includes the Tavor X95, the Uzi Pro pistol and SMG, the Galil Ace line of firearms, and the belt-fed Negev line of light machine guns. IWI's mission is to bring the highest quality firearms with real world-proven reliability to the U.S. commercial and law enforcement market. IWI US are proud sponsors of the Talking Lead AK Corner and the Leadhead Brigade. Check us out at www.iwi.us and on social media under IWIUS. All right. So, so what are some of these questions? Yeah, I was going to say, so uh, before the show, we posted, we made a post on social media and g- gave our listeners an opportunity to ask you some questions. So let's go, let's go to Instagram first. Oh my God, my dogs are barking again because UPS is here. Special delivery. Got some yeah, new camo. It's been happening all day. Do you need to go get it? Oh, it's a new bow. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. We could we could unwrap it on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. My son can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um. I don't know how I feel about this right now though because um. It's a new. It's a bow. Uh huh. Um. So I've been shooting bear archery for six years, and I have many bear archery bows and obsession bows has just sent me a brand new bow just out of the blue uh no we've been discussing the opportunity of me endorsing their product obsession Um, okay so actually i'm gonna have to get Mackenzie to take 
my options, all the stuff off my bare bow and put it on my obsession bow so that I can make the transition over to the new bow appropriate and easy because I have a bow hunt coming up pretty quick. Yeah. So is this, is this new? So you just switched bow sponsors? Basically. Yeah. Like right now. Right. Like right now. (laughs) Can I record this? Can I post this? Yeah, I think you can. Okay. Awesome. Sure. So there you go, Leadheads. You're the first to hear it. We are the, the show for exclusives. Yeah. Exclusively right now. I have um, just received the new Obsession bow, and it will be part of everything that I do. Now, is it the Turmoil, the Hashtag, the HB33, the Sniper SS? Oh, my God. Let me go get the box. (laughs) 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 The Evolution, the Final Pro, the Lawless. Okay. Okay, so I'm back. It is, it is the HB33. HB33, okay. I'm yeah. look, looking at it right here. So draw length 26, draw weight 50. And uh, what color? It says mandolin. It says mandolin on the card. I'm trying to show you, and you can't see my screen, so that is completely irrelevant. It does mean no good. <laughs> <laughs> Did Does you get the Did you get the champagne colored one? Did you get the American flag one? Uh, what color is that, Mackenzie? Why would yeah. you get the American flag? You're in Canada. <laughs> it is the camouflage with the purple strings. Oh, nice. Is it the moonshine muddy girl camo? Uh, no. Real it tree. Like, Probably the no. real. Tree. The veil. Veil the white. Veil. Tail. Veil white tail. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the Mackenzie. I need you to actually take everything off the Kuma, the, the Kuma bow, the bear bow, and I need you to put it all on here for me. The Kuma is downstairs, I think, in my bear case. And then I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. Do you still have your fletching set up? Are you still able to, to put some fletching on my? Can you cut my arrows for me? I have a new thing of arrows. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he does that. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I, I'm I'm gonna ask you questions, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. Anyways, can you go downstairs and grab the kuma, the black bow, out of the bear case, or should I take the stuff off the bounty? Where's the bounty? You should take a little bit off both. <laughs> yeah, here, take, no, but I like this one. Just take it off the camera. Sorry. Okay. No, All that's right. fine. This question. is exciting. How is this exciting? What's it's exciting? a new bow. <laughs> I'm excited for you. This is awesome. So my son taught me archery, and I taught him guns. That's a good trade. So I used to work at a gun store, and it was close to his high school. So he would come to the gun store. Well, it was called Shooter's Choice. So it's the gun shop on the bottom and the bow shop on top. And he would come to the store and wait for me to get off work so he didn't have to take the bus home. And in that time, he would shoot upstairs in the bow shop. They had a big range. So while I was downstairs selling firearms, he was upstairs practicing archery, and he became the youngest pro staff for bear archery when he was 15 years old. Look at there. And he taught me about archery. That worked out great. So here's here's the thing. I've been wanting to get into bow hunting uh, 
and ever since last year, and I think I probably asked you a couple of questions the last interview we did because I was getting people's opinions on equipment and bows and you know things like that that I should get. Well, right. Well, I haven't got anything yet. Still haven't got anything. One reason or another, and I'm rehabbing my shoulder too. Got a rotator cuff issue, so. Oh. I've still I've still haven't gotten anything. So, um, in your opinion, in your professional opinion, or maybe your son's opinion also, um, bow wise, what do you think I should go with? One second, Mackenzie, being here, come here. Just come here. This isn't that he can't see you. It's not video. It's just audio. He can't see me either. See, I'm waving at him right now. I'm giving him the finger. He can't see me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Marty is asking, um, getting into a new bow. He doesn't have a bow uh, yet. A beginner. I'm a beginner. He's a beginner. What would you, what bow do you have? So what if so in regards to archery, what what would you recommend? What brand would you recommend? Brand setup everything. Type of bow. So he's just saying anything will really work. Any brand will work. I mean, there aren't to be honest with you, there's no brand out there that makes a bad bow, just like there's no brand out there that makes a bad gun. Yeah. Um, but there are some that point. there are some that do it better than others. Like there's some that aren't as heavy, uh, some that are maybe easier to draw, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's all on your weight too, right? So I mean you can make the bow that you want to the bow on how you're going to set it up is going to be set up to you. So you're going to be able to. So would you um, recommend well, I get a used one or a brand new one for my first? No, I recommend a brand new one so that you don't have to spend time or concern with the, the parts for maintenance. Okay. So here's an example. I have the bear archery bounty and I have the bear archery Kuma. The Kuma bow for me is a lot taller from axle to axle. So it's a lot heavier for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you're you're a dude and you're probably a bit stronger, so it's not going to affect you like it would me. But you're going to have to go to the store and just kind of hold them out the way you would shoot a bow. And I'm, I'm 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 using my arms to show you right now, even though you can't see me. And um, you're just going to have to 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 try them out. But there's nothing really wrong. Like you can't really make a bad decision. It's all in your price point and. Yeah. So it's kind of like a shopping for a handgun. I really need to go to like the pro shop, try yeah. out several different ones, and then see which one fits me the best. Yes. Gotcha. That's what I need to do. That's what you need to do. That needs to be like my first step, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. That's what I will do then. Yes. I will do that next week. That is That is going on my calendar to do next week. <laughs> so I will be ready for next year's bow hunt. There you go. There you go. Congratulations on your new bow from Obsession. Thank you. Can't Thank wait. You. Can't wait to uh, hear how it performs for you. So those were my questions for Amanda Lynn Mayhew. Let's go to our our listener questions, and we're going to go to Instagram. And our first one here is from Katie. Katie's a longtime leadhead and listener. I think you actually met her at Shot Show too. She was helping me out at the booth. <gasps> Yes, I remember her. Yeah. 
So Katie asks, what is your favorite piece of hunting gear aside from your, your gun or your bow? Oh, that's so unfair. And, and what, what, what's the most essential piece? Okay, besides my gun or my bow would be my knife. Okay, that's a good answer. What kind of knife are you using? I am actually using, uh, it's a fox knife provided by ATAC. So it has um, a micarta handle and a Damascus blade, and I friggin' love it. Now, and you, it's, the, it's the fixed knife. It's nice and heavy. It's nicely balanced. Do you take that on all your hunts, or do you have a different knife for different game? No, this knife will be on all my hunts. So I, uh, it's, a, it's actually a new sponsor. So And it's, it's Fox Knives? Is it who it is? It's Fox Knives. So your favorite is the knife. What is your what would you say is your most essential piece of gear, hunting gear outside of the knife and the the rifle or the bow? Boots. That makes sense cuz if your feet aren't happy, nobody's happy. That's right. So that's temperature control, that's comfort, and that's precipitation and if your feet get wet, you are F-U-C-K'd. <laughs> you are. You and are not ha- that pretty much going to end your hunt. That's right. Number one rule, doesn't matter how long you're going to be or where you're going or what the temperature is, always have an extra pair of socks somewhere on you, whether it's in your backpack or in your pocket. That is a good tip. I like that. And when you're boot shopping especially for hunting, always buy a boot size bigger than, well, and I mean... Half size or full size? I do one full size bigger, but I do a lot of minus 30 hunts. So if your boot is too tight on your foot, your foot's going to get colder a lot quicker. That's true, yeah. So, but down like where you guys are, I don't think you need to worry about that too much. Not so much in Tennessee, but there are areas, uh, you know, Colorado, Utah... Idaho it gets gets kind of cold, so definitely. And is there a certain brand that you prefer? Baffin all the way. Spell and they're that. not even a sponsor, but I own about fifty million pairs. What what's it called? Baffin. B A F F I N. Okay. I've never heard of Baffin. Canadian company. Okay. Well, are they yeah, are they like banned from America or something? I don't <laughs> Think so. I got this. I got the tour of the warehouse two years ago. Nineteen seventy nine. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, uh, footwear definitely essential to get the proper fit and for the uh, the weather that you're going to be in too. For sure, absolutely. Next question comes from Flioa Bill Bill H, also known as Bill Do Baggins. <laughs> okay. Hi, Bill. What's been your most rewarding moment thus far, given all your various endeavors? So I don't know. You're, you're hunting, you're fishing, you started the uh, the hunt program for the young girls. I know. I know. My most rewarding your moment. TV show. Far. I mean, gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, there's many now that you're saying it. My most rewarding moment thus far is being able to retire from the Ministry of Natural Resources because my company has 
become successful enough that I can sustain a living on my own hard work for my own person. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. You are now self-reliant, self-sufficient. You don't have to rely on somebody else to pay you money. And my second most rewarding, oh God, this is too hard. So my, I can't even say second most, oh, okay. If this is just career sake, second most rewarding is winning the 2019 Hunting Ambassador of the Year Award at TACCOM Canada, which is our mini shot show through the coat of arms. It's kind of, it was kind of like winning a Grammy. It was pretty Congratulations. exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a huge uh, acknowledgement. It is. It is. Yeah. It's to be acknowledged for, you know, the, the, the work that you do in the community and, and for the industry is, is a huge deal. And the third most rewarding thing is raising three amazing young men. Three boys, huh? Yeah. Whew. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't replace it for anything, not even sheep or turkeys. so have you got grandchildren uh in the future i have a grandbaby girl she'll be one on september 1st congratulations yeah she's gorgeous are you going to take her out and show her the finer points of hunting and fishing and and wildlife i am as soon as i'm allowed to (laughs) (laughs) she needs to get a little bit older (laughs) yeah she needs to get a little bit older i guess a little bit taller, huh? <laughs> Be able to pull yeah. that bowl back. All right, let's go to our next question. This is from Ray O'Shields. And we kinda we kinda discussed this already. He says, How do you feel about Canada's gun laws? <laughs> yeah, we've kinda uh, gone over those already. Jerry Black wants to know what advice do you have regarding getting your twenty year old daughter involved in hunting? Well, that's really easy. Um, Making sure that she is completely comfortable around whatever tool you'll be using, whether it's archery or firearms, making sure that she knows how that firearm works. So if it's like a 870 870 Remington shotgun, take it apart for her and put it back together and show her how it works. And then for the actual hunting part of it, turkey hunting or upland bird hunting, something or waterfowl hunting, ducks and geese, something that you can, you know, talk to her with and have fun and giggle and make noise and you know that kind well, okay not turkey get that out of the equation <laughs> um but a hunt that you can you know have a discussion and walk around and have fun and tell jokes will make it more inviting and motivating to come back and participate in something a little bit more challenging and then showing those challenges and the the, the hunter or the new hunter wanting to be able to be successful will you know take that take that fun event and put it, put the things that she's learned from that into use of a more challenging kind of a solo hunt. And that's how I've seen it with my take me hunting programs with the girls that I've dealt with. That's great advice. I like that. So next question comes from Kenneth H. McGee. And he wants to know what was your hardest hunt? I guess most difficult so well i don't know i'm gonna say the most challenging hunt i've had thus far has been my elk hunt in alberta last year i went twice once in september when it opened and then we were not successful didn't have enough days 
So I had gone back in November and the weather was a lot different. We were hunting in mostly minus 30 with three to six feet of snow and trying to get in between the herd of where the herd was laying down to bed and where it was eating was very challenging because you cannot hunt at night in um, in Canada and you can only hunt half hour before sunrise and half hour after sunset. Same so here. Yeah. just being in the, the right spot at the right time and having permission on certain areas, but not on other areas and just the cold weather and all of those elements that came into play, being away from home for two weeks, you know, being in the bush for two weeks. Um, but it ended up that I was there from November 2nd to November 14th. And I harvested my elk on November 11th, which is remembrance day in Canada and my uncle's birthday in minus 30. And I, it was just me and a buddy and my buddy held the leg and the flashlight while I gutted the whole animal by myself and tried to push it into the truck with uh, a lot of, a lot of maybe some swear words and a very big bodied animal. (laughs) Were you able uh, to drive the truck to it or did you have to pack it out? We, uh, so we drove the truck to the animal. It dropped on the field. It was a 226 yard shot and it ran about 60 to 80 yards, dropped on the field, drove the truck onto the field, tied it up around the hitch of the truck, pulled it off to the ditch, gutted the animal and then angled the truck towards the ditch with the tailgate down, trying to push this elk uphill into the truck and then to get it up to a certain point and then angle the truck the other way and getting the truck stuck. In a massive <laughs> this, snowstorm. This sounds yeah. difficult. Yeah, this sounds very difficult already. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and then leaving that hunt, so dropping the elk off at the butchers, leaving that hunt in Alberta and flying to BC to participate in a completely opposite hunt in like plus 12 degree weather. Um, you know, and I don't have my truck and all my gear. So in order to pack properly for two opposite hunts back to back was, probably more challenging than trying to move the elk by myself. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That wore me out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What's been the, what's been the hardest to pack out that you've had to do the furthest that you've had to pack one out? Never. We don't pack things out in Ontario. We have a four wheeler that's sitting by our hunting blind. (laughs) (laughs) So everything's just no. wide open and you can get to it, huh? <laughs> so all of that packing out stuff that's mostly done out west, we don't have that same kind of territory in Ontario. The furthest shot you're ever going to take in Ontario is going to be maybe 300 yards across a slash. So way too many trees, way too much bush here in Ontario for that to happen. So I've never, I've never packed an animal out in my life. Okay. We've put it in an Argo or on a four-wheeler and have driven it out and end of story. Yeah. End of story. That's it. We've been in positions where we've had to actually go and find the different animals, but it's it's never a place where we can't get a four-wheeler. And we we all have chainsaws. So there's, <laughs> well, there's a tree this in the thing way. called a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You so stupid there's, Americans. There's never, there's never a way to not get... The, the the vehicle down to the animal so okay yeah very good mm-hmm. 
Now, the, the organization that you started, the Women's Hunting Association, uh, one of the questions is how do we get more women involved in the hunting sports? And I Invite would, them. I mean, that's Invite where them. it starts, right? Exactly. Um, see, the, see the interest that they have in it and build something around that interest. Um, there's, there's organizations across North America that have women's shoots and women's introductory weekends to fishing, chainsawing, hunting, everything. You know, there's, there's no, there's no limits and no lack of those types of programs. But the first thing is introduce it, introduce it in a fun way. Talk about an adventure that happened to you or an adventure that happened to one of your friends. If it's like, say, your wife and you love hunting and you want to get her out, just um, show her the positives of it and, and talk about the, the, the positives that come from it and, you know, introduce her to like-minded people and events and go shopping for a new gun. <laughs> or bow or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And of course there's clothing that goes along with hunting. Oh my God. Know? Yes. And who doesn't like new clothes, right? New boots. Exactly. <laughs> everything everything go to justhunt.ca and click click on shop now i deliver to the states good plug right there i like that i have i just actually got a new well while mackenzie was coming to the door with the bow there's another shipment on the porch that because <laughs> since i've been talking to you fedex ups and canada post has shown up so i have these lace up bear strong hoodies uh-huh. and they lace up like they're custom designed by me with full embroidery and I just got a brand new shipment of them so they're readily available on the website finally I could see them just got some new camo samples in so we actually have the I have my own branded Just Hunt Deceptive Camo and we've been putting that against products and we have the entire product line from bikinis to masks bikinis to masks yep so I have the, the so you've Bermuda got your shorts. own you've got your own camel pattern. Yeah, my own camel pattern. Yep. And it's called so, deceptive. Deceptive camo. Deceptive camo. Okay. So we have the bikinis, sports bras, leggings with pockets, uh, Bermuda shorts, jerseys, like, and then coming we have the masks that just got delivered now, and coming down the line is rain gear uh, and. Uh, uh, mid-weight uh, camo jacket and suspender pants. Yoga pants are on the way. Compression shirts. The samples are in the box sitting outside the door. And a brand new reversible blaze orange and deceptive camo vest fitted for women and also for men. So I'm, I'm looking at the deceptive camo now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see what it looked like. Uh, okay. And you got a patent on that? Yeah, it's a, it's licensed. Licensed? And it's the Amanda Lynn Mayhew Deceptive Camo? It is actually Aspen Grove Outdoors is a collaboration that I've done with it. And it's the Deceptive Camo by Just Hunt. Okay. I'm digging yeah. it. So we have the decals. The, you even have yeah, uh, you the, the yoga pants and sports bra. The sports bra is in there. The Just Hunt Deceptive Camo Sports Bra. We have the leggings. They're called leggings, are... not yoga pants. I call them yoga That's pants. That's right. They're called leggings. 
<laughs> the leggings, it's because it's tight down to your ankle. The yoga pants that will be coming out will be have a little bit of a flare and be a little bit of a thicker material so that you can wear them in a, you know, in a fall setting. Cool. So, and do you have stuff for dudes? Yeah, we have Dude the stuff. Dust Hunt Deceptive Camo Top Quarter Zip. Uh, breathable material and the Bermuda shorts. Gloves. And you got the gloves. Yeah, I got lots of stuff for guys. I probably okay. have more stuff for guys right now than girls. We have the Pro Shop Series hats. And uh, finished the bow already. Wow. Oh, that was fast. That was really fast. You should see this bow now. It's sexy. Yeah, I wish. Wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> wish somebody had a camera that worked i know i'm sorry <laughs> so, so leadheads make sure you go and check out amanda's website justhunt.com uh no, no .ca justhunt.ca and uh it's got her shop go under shop and all these products she just talked about and more are under there and you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised with them definitely want to get and you got stickers too look you call them decals but it's a sticker it goes on your I truck have makeup marty i have my have own makeup yeah i have my bear kiss cosmetics line it's got the camo face paint lip gloss gun metal black eyeliner oh my gosh yeah i have tumblers i have why do you not have a just hunt store like a brick and mortar store I do. I, we were supposed to open April 1st, and then COVID hit and shut it everything down. Stinking COVID. But I do sell my products in other retail stores, so if there's any retailers out there that are interested in, in, in uh, selling the line, definitely. And you do it in America? I would do it there, for sure. And do you ship to America? Yeah, I do. I actually have ambassadors in America, Wisconsin and Colorado, to be exact. Okay. And so, yes, I deal with the states on a weekly basis. And an ambassador, is that a distributor for your stuff? When people order it, they just ship it from there? Or they go to the... Uh, they go no, to I ship it from here. So I have ambassadors that endorse the product, and they endorse their, their, they're an influencer on the lifestyle of a Just Hunt ambassador. But I also have retail, um, retailers in Canada that stock inventory and send it who know, are your ambassadors let's give them a plug sammy joe comiskey from wisconsin and dan mcclan from montrose colorado very cool now are they like on social media and people can go and, and follow them there absolutely if you go to the official just hunt page on instagram you could see all my influencers ambassadors and people that just love the brand so definitely you can find them and everyone that's involved is tagged in there very in cool. there on the social media. Nice. And then for you, um, Leadheads, you want to follow Amanda Lynn on social media. Uh, she's on Instagram under Amanda Lynn Mayhew. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-L-Y-N-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W. And then is the Just Hunt a separate one from that? Yeah, it's official Just Hunt. Okay. Go under official... I'm typing it in now. Just hunt. And there it is. It's a little circle with the mandolin Mayhew's just hunt. Yep. And there's there's pictures of your peeps. 
There you go, yeah. And then on Twitter, it's Amanda Lynn Mayhew, but only one N, because apparently there's another Amanda Lynn Mayhew with two Ns. Oh, really? Yeah, I know, right? Huh. And then um, on Facebook, it's just Amanda Lynn Mayhew, and then it comes up uh, with a dash, that hunting girl. There it is. And it's got her sitting with those leather pants with that rifle that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> That's right. You should come up with your own leather line now. Or wait, uh, you're going to say you already have one, right? I was, well, shh. <laughs> <laughs> and when's the Next restaurant? Time. When's the restaurant going to open? Come on, keep <laughs> it all on the down low right now. <laughs> I mean, is there anything you're not doing? Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Uh, thank you. No, um, yes, maybe, I don't know. It all started with a wild game cookbook a couple of years back, so... Oh my gosh! So you've taken a from a cookbook to to where you are today in just a couple of years. Yeah, it's amazing. I look forward to if you come to Tennessee, we definitely will try to to hook up and and do a hunt or at least talk about it anyway. Um, take you out to Royal Range, USA. I think you'll you'll really like the the gang out there and their whole setup. Introduce you to Art and the gang. Okay, well, I just wrote you down on the same sticky note that I have Amy's information on for for filming a show. So I'm going to make sure that I include both of you somehow, some way. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm going to send you the contact for Amy so you can talk to her too. So Leadheads, make sure you go and follow Amanda on all her social medias. Let her know you're following her. Shoot her a message. Let her know that you're part of the Leadhead Brigade. And uh, if you find a way to watch her video, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and let me know how that, <laughs> how I can watch her videos. Her TV show. I want to watch her TV show. Um, I'm jealous. I haven't, I've heard you talk about it. We've talked about it, you know, two times now, and I still haven't been able to watch your TV show. So that's well, on my I list. We're going to get it done. We're going to find a way to do that. I think that, you know, we could just film a show and then you could watch that one and it would just be more satisfying. Well, we could do that. You're coming to Tennessee. We'll make it happen. We'll do something. I mean, if you did it with Joe Moe, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Just don't <laughs> can... tell him because then he's going to want to come too. No, I'm not going to tell him. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Tell him after the fact. <laughs> kind of rub it in a little bit. But, but also make sure you go and support those that support this show, Leadheads, Caltech Weapons, Bioki Ammo, uh, Mission First Tactical, Modern Spartan Systems, uh, all our fabulous sponsors and friends of the show, Elio Takedown, the, uh, the gang over at Twisted X. Uh, go show them love. Let them know that you're part of the Leadhead Brigade. Without them, we couldn't make, bring the show to you each and every week, sometimes more, and uh, hopefully... Uh, we'll be doing some new stuff when we get on Full 30. We'll be dropping some news soon. And go check it out, Full30.com, Amanda. I think uh, that'd be a good home for you, too. We can work something out. I will. And then, of course, one one other news I need to make. Uh, SDI, the Sheepdog Impact Assistance, their anniversary gala was canceled. It's postponed again. So it's not going to happen um, the 15th of this month. And but they're still doing the silent auction. So go to their website, go to their uh, Facebook, Instagram pages. The silent auction has started already as we're talking, and you can bid on some awesome items uh, from uh, everybody that we've talked about in the past. Buck's got some stuff on there. I think Keltex put some stuff. 
there's some scopes, there's some red dots, uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. So go support Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Until the next episode, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And your just hunt apparel. Functional, creative, fashionable. Oh, yeah. Outtakes, outtakes, outtakes. It's like the longest podcast interview of my life. It's the best. Of course it's the best. It's you. Okay, I'm sorry. It's the best. Well, we talked for like an hour before we even started recording. I know. I know. I know. I'm so hungry. My goodness. Me too. We're going we're gonna to do the wrap-up right here, then we're going to go eat. Okay. All right. Um... <clears throat> We did the... So the second video I sent you is called Bear Strong. And it's the... So Bear Strong... So the reason I call my clothing line Bear Strong is because bears signify inner strength. Uh And with me, I have Graves disease and I have a shit ton of autoimmune deficiencies that I... Even though every day is kind of a struggle for certain things, uh, health and wellness-wise... I always find a way to get through my day. And so it's the same for my clothing line. I want my clothing line to be as functional and as strong as I am. Nice. I like that message. Now, what is Graves' disease? Graves' disease is... I've heard um, of it. So you're, it's an autoimmune deficiency. So your thyroid is in your neck, and it's shaped like a butterfly. It's a gland, mm-hmm. and it is in control of your hormones. So mine's dead. So it, it controls your heart rate, your metabolism, your heart, your hormones, everything. And mine is, is no more. So I have to take a supplement every, every day at the same time, which is also throws me off balance when I'm, when I'm hunting and stuff, because if I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning, like I did yesterday to go fishing, I'm already awake for three hours before I'm set to take my pill. And if I take my pill early, it throws me off for a couple of hours. But saying that to you doesn't mean anything. Living in my body for those three hours is everything, right? So um, it's really hard. It plays havoc on your body. It does. And it's hard to explain those types of scenarios to people that are not going through the same thing. So I'm a huge advocate for listening to for, you know, things like that. I used to have a fitness magazine that allowed people to speak about, you know, the different ailments that they're going through and to be kind of a voice of support and stuff. So I've just kind of rolled the whole bear strong initiative into my clothing line. (laughs) I like that. And And, see, that would have been a great, thing to say on the show well didn't you just not record it um yeah there you go yeah it's still recorded there you go there you go all done <laughs> i'll bring you a hat for shot show well, if there is a shot show but it, i'm gonna see you before then because you're coming to tennessee in november oh shit yeah i'll bring you a hat in november right right yeah messenger's better okay Cool. I'm going to Messenger. All right, go eat. Talk to you later. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You look really cute with a scarf. (laughs) 
I should have worn my scarf, shouldn't I? Well, that's okay. I can still see you. I mean, you're still cute without the scarf, too. I'm just saying. Okay, I got the same scarf. You did? You went and bought it? Yeah. So now I have, like, four of them. Oh, it's in my truck right now. I was going to say, I've grabbed it back there. It's in my truck. Right. Yeah, I was like, who is that hot guy with the camera? Fuck, it's Marty. Take me right now. It's just Marty <laughs> shit. Yeah. All right. Go eat. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. I have guns. If you could see me right now, you could see my well, gun I case can, behind Because you don't know how to work <laughs> Sky. So. <laughs> hey, I see you again. I'm back. Um, but I actually like this better because then I don't feel like I'm talking to unlike, nobody. Unlike me. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give you shit the whole time about that. Okay, fine. Whatever. Whatever. Put a picture up there. Print a picture off of me and glue it to your screen. It's not the same. It's not the same. Check, check, one, two, check, check, checkity, check, check, mic, check. Are we, like, actually recording right now? Uh, I am. Yeah, I started recording, but again, I edit all this. Oh, you're fine. I mean, we haven't actually started the show yet, so. Okay.